Welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Tiffany. And I'm Jessica. And, and we, we are hosting, hosting you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We are hosting this? you. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck you up. I know. <laughs> I just I never mess to... up and it threw me off. I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. I just wanted she to I just wanted to uh, throw off Jessica because she's just being thrown right into this whole episode. Uh-huh. Yep. She's never done and this. And I wanted to give a little welcome too. You know, I since I never get it right, it. I figured I might as well sabotage the rest of us. <laughs> well, as you guys have realized, um, Bailey is not here with us, but we do have a guest star, a BFF. Jessica is here Ooh, with us. We are so excited. I'm so freaking excited. I can't. I'm so excited. She has been asking to be a guest star for, well, we're 25 weeks in, so 25 weeks. Yeah, a very long time. Since it started. Yeah. And sorry, Jess has never done this before, so she doesn't quite know how close to sit to the microphone or not. Yeah. So. (laughs) Also, we're testing out, um, like, putting a buffer on the microphones to, like, reduce the background noise, so. Since we don't have our studio set up yet, thank you, fiance. But it seems to be working for us, so, I mean. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. Sorry if it's not, but... (laughs) But, I mean, we tested it. It sounds pretty great, so... Aw. No, Maya's trying to get to Auntie Sarah. She says, she loves her Auntie Sarah. I just want to cuddle. I love this cat. Yeah, she's she's the sweetest girl ever. Jessica, how was your week? My week? Um, it wasn't bad. I've done a lot of homework. Mm, sounds done, terrible. Yeah. yeah. That sounds bad. What do you mean that wasn't bad? Right? <laughs> I said don't. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Um, I've worked. Um, the highlight of my week is being here <laughs> and finally recording after asking how many times? 25, 25. weeks. 25, 25 times. Weeks. It's okay. It's, probably, right. it's probably been more than that. Oh, it's for sure been more than 25. Yeah. Just for 25 weeks, she's been asking. Maya's on the court, and I can't, like, move That's my okay. head up. Don't move your head That's up, right. then. Maya's <laughs> worth stuck it. stuck like that forever. Yep. Cool. This, this is bean. my life every week. She does love her Auntie Sarah. She sits on my lap every week. Okay. It's precious. I'll get that. It'll be my turn this week. Yeah. Anyway, but next week, it'll be your turn. Yeah. Well, okay. it doesn't yeah. need to be. <laughs> well, next week, we might have a special episode for you guys. Yeah. We haven't gotten confirmation yet. No, we're we, it's in the works. It's in the works. It's in the works. Um, I but to do it. sorry if you hear baby babble. She's here. She's here. She's, she's here. cute. And, and she learned clapping, how to clap, and I love it. And it's the cutest thing in the entire world. <laughs> and she's been headbanging like a little freaking scrapper. Uh, if you could see Jess and I right now, <laughs> it's really adorable. Can but I her take clapping her to kills her first me. EDM concert. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. I think I should take her. Uh, I took no. you to your first one. I know, but you so it's you only did? Yeah. yeah, she did back what? in high school. Oh yeah, our senior year. It was you're life. not a partier though. I, you're not, not about anymore. that plur life. Not anymore. Plur life. <laughs> you're not about that. Plur. Yeah, she said not anymore. Not no. anymore. It was, I grew out of it. Jessica stayed in it. It was mm-hmm. what life. Um, the first life one was life in, in color. color, huh? Oh, I like. I that believe. One. Yeah. Yeah. Who played? I, I don't know. I think the first I rave I ever went to was Skrillex. And someone proposed on stage. Oh, I think Stop I saw it. Skrillex too. Skrillex. I, I did not realize that his voice, is so speaking high. voice. I thought that was auto tuned. Like That's his legitimate hey, voice. Sounds like <laughs> yeah. There's a baby coming. There's a child. Hi, child. If she starts playing drums on the microphone, we're sorry. not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, quite well, cute. Oh, oh hold on. Wait, let me. 
Okay. Oh, well, Maya actually fixed it. Look Good at job, that, Maya. Thanks. So, okay, your week was not bad. No, just homework. Yeah, homework, school. Highlight was coming up here. Good. Cool. Yeah. As it should be. Exactly. Well, I'll talk about my week. Yeah, how was your week, Good. Sarah? Good, you should. It was fine. I didn't do a lot. Jason had a couple days off work, which is really nice. Um, I always love when Jason is off and can, like, help out with Avery and, you know... I don't have to feel so, like, torn five million different ways all the time. Um, so it was nice. Yeah. And Avery's learned how to clap. She's, like, so dancing. She's doing all the things. And she's, she's calling just, all over Uncle Alex right now. Yeah. Making me a very happy mama. So mm. I've had a good week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's her baby bottle. Bye-bye. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, you're oh, playing, playing drums. drums. <laughs> so, um, update. Avery's going to make us our theme song. Yeah. She We're is thinking a that's piano master. It's can't wait quite cute. It. And if we actually get her to do something on the piano that sounds great. The last one she did, did wasn't bad. Yeah, Should I just... play it? Make sure you yeah, play it. Yeah, play it. Well, well, she made it. I own the rights. <laughs> I own the rights. My, my, Your my daughter. nine-month-old child owns made the rights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. What is it in memo? Voice memos. I think it was this one. Oh. I don't know. I have like 20 of them. It's in our messages. It's kind of like... No, this isn't the one. I'm laughing. <laughs> no. Maybe it was this one. Maybe I like the it other, is this one. I like the other one because it sounds like dark and mysterious. I have it right here. I, I think it's this one. What's it called? I don't know. I feel like I can get her doing a good one. Oh, yeah. She, I'm sure you could. I just put the keyboard down on the floor and she, like, walks on it and, like, this slams so her fist on it. She or she'll pick it. one key and, like, do, get do, her, do, like, do. <laughs> Get her a little jump set. Oh, no. no. I told Tiffany. I like, that the, I like that the keyboard, I can turn the volume, like, way and down. down. And yeah. so, and like, she, she can, can play very quietly. on it and it doesn't bother you. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, a very expensive keyboard that I got for myself that she happens to enjoy, so... <laughs> Yeah, Jessica said she was going to get my kids a drum set after yep. I said that they're never having yep. one. No drum sets. And I said, absolutely not, because I'll ruin their lives by throwing it away and also kicking you out of their lives forever. Nope. So. You're, you're stuck with me forever, so. No, I'll take the batteries out. It will never, it'll go in the garage. It'll get donated. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It, she will not have it, so you're just going to waste your money. Yep, exactly. Okay, just so you exactly. know. Exactly. No drums. I'll buy, uh, them. I'll buy yeah. them something else then. No. No noisemakers. I want zero noisemakers for my babies. Oh. Anyway, Tiffany, how was your week? Um, it was okay. I um, was forced to resign from my second job at the post office, so I'm losing out on like 700 to to $1,000 a month. 
Do you want to tell them why? Do you want to tell them that you're a criminal and you (laughs) stole things? I stole many, many packages and multiple pieces of mail. And instead of firing me because they love me so much, they just decided to make me resign. No, (laughs) not really. Um, I am technically a regular and our big boss, we got a new one. She was like, "Mm, not okay for a regular to be working one day a week. So me and my friend Sam are both being forced to officially resign completely. So we don't get our second job anymore. It's so stupid. It is really stupid. Like they need the help. They do. And who's going to cover you? (laughs) No one. No one. She's going to regret it in like a couple weeks. She'll probably call you. Be like, can you come Ooh, back? Can we place bets? Oh. She's gonna call you and be like, "Hey, can you come back?" <laughs> Listen, our postmaster and our supervisor like absolutely do not want us to leave by any means. But right. it's the postmaster's boss. It's just making her make us. So what's her name? But I don't even know. No, I mean like if it's the postmaster's boss, what is oh, she? Oh, the empu. I don't know what it means. <laughs> Wait, the empu. Empu. Oh, that's fitting. Empu. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. What do you do for your job? I'm an empu. I'm a poo. <sighs> No yeah, I don't know what it stands for, but she's an empu. Well, <laughs> that's her. all I know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not you fond suck. of her either, so that's great. I kind of heard that. Like, no one was really a fan. Oh, yeah. she. I mean, she's only been there for, like, been with our office and, like, overseeing our office in our district for, like, a month now. But mm. she's, um, not she sounds like she sucks. Not a fan fave. Yeah, she sounds like she's terrible, mm. so... Your issue At least anymore. I don't have to deal with her after this yeah, Saturday. Really. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so that sucks. I'm going to be broke for a little while, but I'll figure something out. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, stop send drinking those, so much beer. Send out those feet pics. You just got to be better yeah. about, like, spending. It's me too, though. Honestly, I'm fucking terrible at spending. Yeah. Me and Alex just like to go out a lot. You guys like to go get beer. Yeah. And by I go out, you. I mean get beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've spent... I got paid on the 15th. I've spent... I don't even want to say how much I've okay. since then. <laughs> it's okay. I have to drop a couple hundred on new tires. That's okay. At, at what, I've... South Lake Brewing? I think it was South Lake Brewing. You get one point per dollar spent, and between me and Alex, we have almost $1,000. A nice. thousand points. <laughs> nice. And I'm pretty sure I've used some should. of mine. So, good yeah. people. We like to support. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> it's great beer. I bought a snowblower and... from my neighbor the other day for, for $200. From the okay, neighbor. I was like, wow, that's very generous no, of you. No. That's, a, that's a very good buy. That is a good $200. Buy. $200. That's well spent. And it works? Perfect. That's a very Tahoe thing buy. to buy. Yeah, well, I won't, like, I won't $200 ever... for electric start. It's in perfect condition. Jason started it like... Great. He's just, he's moving out of Tahoe and he was like, do you want this for 200 bucks? He came and knocked on our door and I was like, yes. So, that's a nice neighbor. Um, the one with the really fluffy Malamute, Alex. Oh, Bill is the owner. Malamute. Bill came over and was like, do you want this? I was like, yes, I will mm-hmm. go get money right now. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So, anyway. I don't know. We'll need one when we own a home. So, never. You can just rent ours from us. Whoa. <laughs> How are we supposed <laughs> to get it if we need it that day? 200 bucks a day. Alex, Alex's face. You literally have one. What? That one in the carport? Is that ours? Oh. oh Since when? Never mind. Don't recall. They're fun. Um, I thought it was our landlord's, but okay. I guess we have a snowblower, so yay. I don't need yours. <laughs> Damn it. No renting from you. Mm-hmm. Your baby is trying to kill herself. I know. She's going to electrocute herself. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Well, um, are we done 
with everything? Yeah, how Should long is that? Um, well, you see, I don't do this, so it's going by beats. Okay. Um, so mm. I miss, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have right. no idea, but it's working, so that's all that matters. Cool. I don't, I don't do this part. Um, Good job, that's okay. Proud of you. Oh, wow. So, the most dramatic baby. Because Jason pushed her over. <laughs> do you like how well, much she Oh, she probably like... deserved it. Yeah, dominance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sharon Faye Smith, who went by Sherry, was born on June 25th, 1967 in Columbia, South Carolina, meaning that she's a cancer. I'm just saying. <laughs> cancers! <laughs> we love cancers. Only one. You are the she's only one here that's not a cancer. So, that's he, not so, a cancer. <laughs> so only four. We, I only love four cancers. You're the <laughs> only one here. I, I hope you know you're outnumbered. What about, what about she doesn't baby? count. She, she doesn't, doesn't have understand opinions. things yet. She doesn't have opinions of the world she's yet. She's 10 months old. She's a Sagittarius. And she's screaming. She's telling you. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, according to her father, Sherry was always a very happy girl and was the glue that held the family together. She was just about to graduate high school from Lexington High School and was going to sing the national anthem at graduation, which is something that she was super excited to do because she loved to sing. She also had tickets to board a cruise right after graduation and, of course, was looking forward to that as well. On May 31st, 1985, shortly before her 18th birthday and only two days before graduation, Sherry and her boyfriend, alongside some friends, were spending their time swimming and having fun at Lake Murray for a graduation get-together. Mm, Sounds party. fun, right? I know. I want a little lake and how swim. Many, how many grad parties did we go to? Grad parties? What? We're just parties. <laughs> I only went to, like, two grad parties. <laughs> That's true. Well, like, grad parties are, like, with family. Yeah. They're, like, professional. But I did... <laughs> I ditched, like, every year, or every day of senior year to go to the river. Jessica so. didn't go to my grad party, I'm just saying. <gasps> okay, I, I... Neither did Kylie or someone else. Oh, I'm just say saying, if I had known you, I would have gone to your grad party. Thank I, you. I could, Mom said I couldn't. Hunter went. Ooh. Okay. But you didn't. Okay, I told you, I got... I was a... Anyway. I okay, whatever. <laughs> Sherry arrived home at 3.38 p.m., and her dad, Robert, watched her pull into the driveway and get out to get the mail, as she always did. And the driveway is, like, 700 to 750 feet away from the house. He was working in his home office and had noticed her coming home from his office window. After, like, five to ten minutes of him continuing to work, he was like, wait, where the hell is my daughter? Like, she hasn't... She's 700, 750 feet away in the driveway, and she still hasn't come inside. Like, that's weird. So he goes downstairs, started up his car, and drove the long driveway to see if she was okay. Um, she wasn't around. What? She wasn't around. Uh, Sherry How long home, is the... Sorry, did you say this? It's only 700 to 750 feet, like somewhere in that range. So, like, you could walk that and what? You could, but, I mean, I saw... you'll. If you watch the episode of Forensic Files that I reference, um, you can see, like, it's pretty long. Yeah, you could definitely you walk it or run mail- it. Can yeah. you see the mailbox from his window, though? Yeah. Yeah, so he saw her pull in, and then he continued to work, thinking that she's just going to be right back up, and is, then she just never came up. Is Weird. the driveway, like, 
lit up or they're like no it was 3 38 p.m yeah it's like it was day oh January. okay wait I was middle like, of the day I, like like confused me for a second yeah. okay it's like wait a minute what <laughs> yeah so um but i mean i get it like driving's a lot faster than yeah i know it's only 700 feet but, but like still. it's still but why would she walk faster. it if she has her car no she pulled in and like stopped at the mailbox to jump out grab the mail and then right, she but was I'm coming saying, in, like back she should have just driven her car up and it would have been like two seconds exactly yeah that's what i'm saying it's, yeah it's weird yes. yeah she's not around was her yeah. car there yeah we'll talk about it okay. um so she had diabetes insipidus okay i don't know if i'm saying that right Meaning that she had to constantly drink water, like just chug water all day long because um, this type type of diabetes causes severe dehydration. Hmm. So that also means that she had to pee a lot. So he was like, oh, and I looked it up. Like you can pass out from this if you don't get enough water. So I, he didn't say anything about it, but I can assume that maybe he's like, oh no, like is she dehydrated and she passed out? Like, let me go check on her. But he couldn't find her anywhere. Um, so he's like, maybe she had to pee really bad and like ran across the street to go in the woods. Like he, I mean, nothing could explain it. So he was just trying to think of anything. The car door was open. The car was still running. I was going to ask, like what state is the car in? Um, the, her bag is still in there. Her medication's in there. Water's in there. There are bare footprints walking to the mailbox. It's like a gravel, like a dirt gravel driveway. She wasn't wearing shoes? No. I, I think she had, like, on. I believe she had jelly sandals. <laughs> 1985. Um, I believe she had jelly sandals. So, I mean, when I drive flip-flops, I take those right. off, you okay. know? I never so, take the shoes on. So. I do if I'm wearing, like, tennis shoes or something. But if I'm in flip-flops or sandals, I always take them off. Hmm. And then I weirdly drive with my big toe only. My... <laughs> like, not my whole foot. <laughs> my parents told me that it was illegal to not drive with shoes on. My dad tried telling me that, so I looked it up and proved him wrong, and it is legal in all 50 states. I know it is legal, <laughs> but I learned thinking that it wasn't, so now I just can't do it. <laughs> I, hate, I hate shoes, so... Yeah, I get it. Um. So, yeah, there were bare footprints walking to the mailbox... None coming back, and the mail was on the ground in front of the mailbox. Red flags. Yeah, red flags right over the, right all over the place. So Robert immediately told his wife Hilda, and they called the police. The police took this very seriously right away because really, yeah. Well, I mean, because she has diabetes. Yeah, she has a, a disease, and because I was mean, like, she ran away. <clears throat> Yeah, footprints walking to the mailbox and nothing coming back. Everything being in the car, the car still running. Like I'm saying, so they took it very seriously right away, which because, is really great. Yeah, diabetes is like a chronicle. Yeah, but illness. like it's always like, oh, well, she's she just ran away. She probably yeah, just got I mean, in the car with her friend. You're and, not wrong. And left forever. Which no. like, look, I respect police. I'm not saying that I don't. I actually. Oh no, we need police in this world. We like, need I them. love them. Yeah, I love them. My my. But there are was a some. Officer. Yeah, my uncle. But has. like you always hear in these stories, oh she's just a runaway. Yeah, and it's so <laughs> like, frustrating. What? Just do your job. Like it's better to be over safe than not right, safe enough. Right, right. But yeah, now I get it. So, props to them. Uh, Sheriff James Metz brought together a massive group, and this launched the largest manhunt in South Carolina's history. Wow. I believe still to this day. Okay. Like, right away. But they were unsuccessful in ever finding her. Oh, never? Well, they did eventually find her, yeah. But um, 
not for a while. Like, right then and there. Yeah. She was never found. Okay. Uh, the family was a decently well-off family and was loved in the community, so police could only suspect that the reason for Sherry's abduction may only make sense for ransom money, and that the abductor or abductors would soon contact the family. Saturday the 1st came, which is the next day, came and went. The only one very, very cruel and disgusting prank call came in. No... I hate that Ugh, It pisses me off. That's like, how worst. dare you? I think there's a special place in hell like, for anyone that this family is going through that. it, and you're going to pretend to be... Yeah. Like, I just... Where do you think that that's fun? Right? Or, like, funny, or you're doing something that's like, ha-ha, I'm so hilarious. Like, I just don't get that. And I, I feel really like don't. this is primarily... <laughs> Sorry, my dog is being stupid. Um, I think this is primarily like teenagers that no, do stuff but like even this. Even as a teenager, but I would never. No, do no, that. no, no. I'm saying, but like, there are a lot of stupid teenagers out there. And there if you're is. a teenager listening, don't do something like that. Like, that's like, just evil. It's not cool. It's not I funny. could never, in good conscience, do that. No, absolutely not. I could never, in bad conscience, do it. Misty. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not editing that out. Anyway, um, a few days later. Police suspicions did come true. However, it was not for a ransom. At 2.20 a.m. Monday morning, the phone rang. The man demanded to speak with Hilda, Sherry's mom, and when she got on the phone with her, um, he had told her that the swimsuit that Sherry had on the day that she was abducted, which was not necessarily visible, like she was wearing her actual clothes, like her shorts and her shirt over the swimsuit, so it's not like anyone would just see this and be like, oh, well, she was wearing this. Right. Like, it wasn't like she was wearing, like, a lace cover-up. Yeah, exactly. Like, she was in... Real Basically work, workout clothes. Yeah. Um, sorry. I totally lost my place. And the only people that would have known that would be the family that, you know, she lived with and the friends and her boyfriend that she was with the day that she was abducted. However... Everyone that she had been with that day had been cleared from suspicion quite quickly. He told her that she was safe and that he would release her at some point. Thank you for that. <laughs> she was eating, drinking tons of water like she should have been doing, um, that they had been hanging out and watching TV, and that everything was fine and dandy. She's great. Basically, he made it sound like, oh, she's just loving it here. I get the feeling that she wasn't. I don't, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> he then told the hanging, them. <laughs> the hanging out part is what gets me. I mean, he didn't say hanging out, but yeah. But. Yeah, he's just like, oh, we're just like watching TV and, you know, like, she's drinking plenty of water, like, she's fine, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, okay. He then told them that he, they would receive a letter in the morning and it would be dated 6-1-85 and the time will, will read 3-10 a.m. And... He had explained to them. It was actually written at 3.12 a.m., but I just rounded to 3.10. Right. Like, that even matters at all, you know? (laughs) He ended the call by saying, they are looking in the wrong place. Tell Sheriff Metz to get on TV at 7 a.m. on Channel 10 and call off the search. No, thank you. I just feel... It's got the... I don't know. Keep going. Okay. I need to process. Police sat on their feet and knew that if there was a letter coming, it could potentially be great evidence with, you know, fingerprints. They didn't have DNA back then, but whatever else could be on it. Hair? I don't know. So they called and woke up the postmaster at the local post office 
and had her come open up the post office in the middle of the night and stop the machine so police could dig through and find any letters addressed to the family before it would get contaminated by others. They were successful in this and found a letter with no return address that contained two pieces of paper with writing that was definitely Sherry's handwriting. Hmm. The calls were being recorded at the time. Um, the calls, I'm sorry, the calls were not being recorded at the time of the first call, but Hilda wrote down, like, everything that was said to give to police, and then they started recording the phone calls from then on out. Um, but the first call was able to be traced back to a payphone 12 miles away from their home. This was so early in the morning that no one had been around to see anyone using the phone, and he had also wiped the payphone clean of all prints. So it was a dead end, basically. Right. But um, this has to be someone that knows her, because they know her medical condition. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into more about that. Okay. Um, so back to the letter. The letter was, like, titled, Last Will and Testament. No. Oh. And it read, quote, 6185, 310 AM. I love y'all. I love you, Mommy, Daddy, Robert. What is that supposed to say? <laughs> what? I have Dan. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Dawn, her sister. I don't know why. I don't know how I've screwed that up. Okay, I'm just going to start over. 6185, 3:10 a.m. I love y'all. I love you, Mommy, Daddy, Robert, Dawn, and Richard. Richard was her boyfriend. And everyone else and all the other friends and relatives. I'll be with my father now, so please don't worry. Just remember my witty personality and great special times we all share together. Please don't ever let this ruin your lives and just keep living one day at a time for Jesus. Some good will come out of this. My thoughts will always be with you and in you. And then in parentheses it says, casket closed. I love you all so damn much. Sorry, Dad, I had to cuss for once. Jesus forgave me. Richard, sweetie, I really did and always will love you and treasure our special moments. I ask one thing, though. Accept Jesus as your personal savior. My family has been the greatest influence of my life. Sorry about the cruise money. Someday go in my place. I am sorry if I ever disappointed you in any way. I only wanted to make you proud of me because I know I have always been proud of my family. Mom, Dad, Robert, and Don, there's so much I want to say that I should have said before. Now, I love you. I, I know y'all love me and will miss me very much, but if y'all stick together like we always did, y'all can do it. Please don't become hard or upset. Everything works out for the good who those... Everyone works out for the good of those that love the Lord. I love y'all with all my heart. Sherry, Sh Sharon Sherry Smith. P.S. Nana, I love you so much. I always kind of felt like your favorite. You were mine. I love you a lot. Unquote. Oh, that is so sad. She also wrote on the side of the page, God is love and show Richard with a heart next to it. So this is like for sure her handwriting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely her handwriting. And no other forensic evidence was on it aside from some marks that appeared to be made like from a sheet on top of it because it came from a legal pad. Hmm. So the sheets were like ripped off and there was very clearly something that had been written on the top sheet. And then ripped off, and then she wrote on that because it had like the indents. Um, but that took a while for processing and everything. So all they could make out, <laughs> I don't know why I find this funny, are the words beef sticks, <laughs> 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 mother, Bob, and the letters J and S. 
So it wasn't super useful yet, but it becomes very useful. Oh. It's, a, it's not a grocery list. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, it's a beef yeah. sticks. <laughs> well, I'm like, is that a good part of a grocery list? I really like Slim Jims, you know? I love beef sticks, though. I mean, I don't like beef sticks. Oh. <laughs> we know you like beef sticks, Tiffany. It was beef sticks. I told Espan to get me a beef stick the other day, and he got me a massive bag of beef jerky, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Beef sticks. What was it? Beef sticks, Bob, Mom, and Janus. Beef sticks, Mother, Bob, and Janus. Yeah. So beef mother. sticks, Mom, Bob, Jason, Sarah. <laughs> Jason, Sarah. Yeah. Surprise, guys! I went. You back were a part of this, and I did this. Traveled back like eighteen years before you were born. Yeah. Or thir- thirteen years. Thirteen. Not eighteen. Anyway, um, so he calls the house again and asks to speak to Hilda. Um, so she gets on the phone and he asks if he, if she had received the mail today and she said, yes, I have. And he said, do you believe me now? And she said, well, I'm not really sure I believe you because I haven't had any word from Sherry and I need to know that Sherry is well. And he yeah, said, proof of life. Yeah. He said, you'll know in two or three days. Uh, no, no. And she no, said, no, thanks. No, thank you. Why two or three days? And he said, call the search off. And she said, tell me if she is well because of her disease. Are you taking care of her? And then he hung up. No. Proof of life is like, that happens now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Like, that letter that was written to her, what, two days before? Yeah, two days before, like, is not proof of life. No. By any means. The police traced the call to a different payphone seven miles away. But when police got there, it was the same as before. No one had seen anything. Everything was wiped clean. Police now expanded their search into the entire state, as well as sending out notifications to all law enforcement agencies across the U.S. as the family prepared to get in front of the media and plead for their loved one to be returned safely. Robert said, quote, Whoever has our daughter, Sherry, we want her back. We miss her. We love her. Please send her back home. She belongs here with us, unquote. After the media outreach, a neighbor came forward to tell investigators that they had seen Sherry pull up to the driveway just as she was, just as the neighbor was almost hit head on by another car who was like reaching down to pick something up off the floor or something and had swerved into her lane. So she honked at him and he like sat back up really quick and swerved back into his lane, but they almost hit head on. So of course she's going to notice that and look at the person like who just almost killed me basically so um she was able to give a description of what he looked like as well as his car and she also saw him pull over at the mailbox where sherry was standing this was the same description two men had also given police um on saturday or sunday after her description which that's pretty much all that was said about them too so um that's three people that saw the same description of a man in the same area and this resulted in a sketch being made of Sherry's abductor. But, like, also, what is... That could just be some guy, like, driving around town, going home. Yeah, but she saw him pull over at the mailbox. Yeah, but, like... But what if he had to pull over to, like, pick something up off the... Yeah, like, what if it was what he was... I don't know. I feel like that could be very easily... Like, in this case, it's probably her abductor. It is. Spoiler. It is. (laughs) Like, I get the feeling. Um... 
but it could very easily just be a guy that's driving yeah. around town. No, and it it's like, could be. It's so easy to like pick out these like small. Yeah, like, but you always want to be more. You always oh, want to be for safe. Sure. And sorry, for you know? sure. But I'm just so, saying, like. No, I get what you're saying. Like, it definitely, like, may not have been him. Right. But yeah, it was. It's hard, though. Okay, so that night at 8.07 p.m., he called the house again, and Dawn answered, her sister, and asked to speak with Hilda. And she came on the letter, or, sorry, I read letter. <laughs> she, she came on the phone, and, or actually, Dawn was still on, but he asked if they had received the letter. And she said, yes, we did. Here's mother. And then Hilda got on, and he said, did you receive Sherry Ray's letter? And she said, pardon, I can't hear you. It's not very clear. Speak louder. And he said, did you receive the letter today? And she said, yes, I did. He said, tell me one thing it said. Hurry. And she said, Sure, Richard. There was a little heart on the side. Sure, Richard was written on the side. And he said, how many pages? She said, two pages. And then blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so you know that this isn't a hoax. Like, you know that I'm really the person that took your daughter, basically. And she said, yes, I know that. And she said, quote, can you answer me one question, please? You, you are very kind and, and you seem to be a compassionate person. And, and I think you know how I feel being Sherry's mother and how much I love her. Can you tell me, is she all right physically without her medication? He replied with, quote, Sherry is drinking a little over two gallons of water per hour and using the bathroom right afterward. Per hour? Yeah. That's insane. I mean, I don't know how much water you have to drink with this type of diabetes, no, that's a but lot of water. I know you do have to drink a lot of water with it. No, but you can drink too much water. Yeah. Like, that's possible. Two yeah. gallons is a lot. I don't know. Maybe I'll ask my mom that's when insane. we're done recording. Yeah. <laughs> how much know. water you have that, to drink for this? Seems, that seems like a lot. It's a lot of water, yeah. And then he said, I've got to hurry now. Okay, now this has gone too far. Please forgive me. Have an ambulance ready at any time at your house. And on Sherry's request, she requests that only immediately, immediate family come and Sheriff Metz and the ambulance attendants. She don't want to make a circus out of this. She, Hilda said, right, okay. And he said, and where the casket said, casket closed, in parentheses, if anything happens to me, she said her... One of her requests she did not put in there was to put her hands on her stomach, cross her hands like she was praying in the casket. Hilda said, we don't want to harm you. I, I promise. We just want Sherry well and all right, okay? And he said, okay, listen. Listen real carefully. I've got to hurry. I know these calls are being traced, correct? And, like, obviously they were. Um, blah, blah, blah. Did Hilda tell him that they were? No, but, no, she didn't tell him, but mm. I think but, he like, just. like, he knew. Yeah. Actually, he definitely knew, and we'll get into why he knew also mm -hmm. a little bit later. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> she said, is Sherry with you, or can you tell me that? And he said, I will not say. Okay, now listen to us, please. You're looking in the wrong place. Forget Lexington County. Look in Saluda County. Do you understand? She said, look in Saluda County? And he said, exactly. Uh, closest to Lexington County, within a 15-mile radius, right over the line. Is that understood? Well, tell Sheriff Metz that he, I don't know what the problem is. I told you for, to forget about looking around your house. Saluda County. And then. See, I wouldn't trust that, though. Like, if he's telling me to look somewhere, I'd be looking the exact fucking opposite. Yeah, exactly. and so would I. 
however, he was literally telling her the truth. Oh. Which is, yeah. I think he had some type of weird guilt complex. Like, I think he really did well, feel like guilty, it, but he, said, he was impulsive and okay. he couldn't control himself. Well, he said, okay, it's gone too far now. Yeah. Like, he's like, and he I keeps saying that, and we'll get into that too. Yeah. Do you need me to read? No, I'm not. Stuff? I'm not reading. I know. Okay. I, I've already cut out a lot. Trust me. <laughs> no, I'm not reading them all. Tiffany texted me and was like, can you be the other person? Because there's way too many transcripts. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized how many there were. And I was like, I cannot read all of these. All of these. It's going to be like a four hour long episode. <laughs> so wow. if you want to read them, they are all I couldn't find them online anywhere. I had to literally like copy and paste these from the book that I was reading. Which is so frustrating. It yeah. took me so you forever. Just have to, like, sit there and type it all out. Yeah, I could not find them online anywhere. I don't know where he got these from, but wow. they were all in there. Um, and then he said, "I want to tell you one other thing. Sherry is a part of me, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Our Ooh. souls are now yeah. one." Was this her boyfriend? No, no, <gasps> he was cleared. He was actually um, him and the family were being like held inside their homes with guards around like because that seems like something that someone that is, very close to her would say that is yeah. disturbing it was not her boyfriend wow he he was cleared right away and guarded for the wow. entire time they were investigating this that's insane yeah and um i haven't mentioned this yet but he was using like a voice distorter so right. they couldn't tell what his voice actually sounded like they had those back then yeah right <laughs> I mean, does that show my age? I know. Because <laughs> like... We were born 11 years after this. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and then he just said, like, please have the ambulance ready at any time. And then she said, just tell Sherry, I know how much... I know she knows how much I love her. Tell her her daddy loves her and her brother and her sister love her. God bless you for taking care of her. And he said, I think... Well, she, first of all, their family is, like, 10 out of 10 family. Like, very compassionate and loving and caring and yeah but i wouldn't say neither would i taking care of her i think she's fuck you so much i think she's trying to be like okay i know if she is okay i need to treat him like a decent human and say like try to the fucking angle but i don't agree with it i'd be like fuck you straight up oh i'd be literally (laughs) killing him um and he said she is sherry is protected and like i said she is a part of me now and god looks after us all good night so this one was traced to another different payphone, and this time it was eight miles away, and still no clues. On Tuesday, June 4th now, at 9.45 p.m., Don answered another call. I'm not going to read the entire transcripts for this either, um, but I am going to read some important parts. He asked to speak with Hilda again, and as Don is waiting for her to get on the phone, he tells her to get a pencil and paper to write down Sherry's request. He says, okay. Now, this is Sherry's own words, so listen carefully. Say nothing unless you're asked. Okay, and I know these calls are taped and traced, but that's irrelevant now. There's no money demanded, so here's Sherry's, Sherry Faye's last request. On the fifth day, to put the family at rest, Sherry Faye being freed. Remember, we are one soul now. When located, you'll locate both of us together. We are one. God has chosen us. Respect all past and present requests, actual events, and times. Jot this down. Don said, all right, I'm doing it. He said, 3.28 in the afternoon, Friday, the 31st of May, Sherry, Sherry Faye was kidnapped from your mailbox with a gun. 
She had the fear of God in her, and she was at the mailbox. That's why she didn't return to her car. Okay, 4.58 a.m. No, I'm sorry. Hold on a minute. 3.10 a.m., Saturday, the 1st of June. Uh, she had handwrote what, we, what you received. 4.58 a.m., Saturday, the 1st of June, became one soul. What? That is disturbing. I can't, though, becoming one soul. Uh, I know. It's disturbing. It's so uncomfortable. I I hate it. I hate it a lot. This guy, like, he's got to be, like, mentally ill or something. He cannot be sane. (laughs) Like, Like, I feel like this is, like, a manic episode. Yeah. It's really disturbing. Kicker. Okay. I can't. My foot's not... (laughs) Sarah will. <laughs> um, he then told them to have an ambulance ready the next day between 4 and 7 p.m. Police arrived quickly to the payphone just to be let down once again. The next day, June 5th, at 11.54 a.m., they get another call. He says, listen carefully. Take Highway 378 west to Traffic Circle. Take Prosper- Prosperity Exit. Go one and a half miles. Turn right at Sign. Masonic Lodge number 103, go one, f- one quarter of a mile, or one fourth of a mile, whatever he said. Turn left at white framed building, go to backyard, six feet beyond, we're waiting, God chose us. Uh, see, okay, look, one, oh. one, I hate it because God chose you, the fuck he didn't. Um, two, don't fucking tell me, go a quarter of a mile and a mile and a half. Like, I don't know where the fuck I am. I don't know even how many feet are in a mile, okay? I don't know. Like, I know if I drive at 60 miles an hour, I will get there. 60 miles in an hour. I will get there one mile in one minute, okay? That's all I fucking know. Don't tell me this shit. You have to tell, tell me, me what fucking road to turn exactly. on. Exactly. You have to tell me streets, not... Look. I don't want to hear no fucking bullshit about the fucking... One quarter of a mile. No. No. <laughs> fuck off. Also, How do no... you even know how long that is? Also, they didn't have GPS look, back then. Exactly. And also, no. No. God didn't... God didn't do anything. No, he did not choose he you to kill this poor girl. You. He, he didn't... Sounds, he sounds like a cult leader. God chose you. God chose no, us. No, 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 no. You can go a fourth of a mile up the road and fuck the fuck off, okay? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I'm Sarah. I don't want to hear it. Thank you. Even Alex is laughing. End of my rant. Thank you very much. Welcome to yeah. the, Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> for, yeah, TEDx over in this bitch, right? <laughs> Sarah Pierce. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> police or investigators... Um, did the exact route that he told them to. See, how? Well, they're investigators. I'd they like that. to know. <laughs> they got maps and stuff. I, I don't, don't even know what 10 feet looks like. <laughs> Neither do I. I look at 10 feet. I'm like, mm, that's probably like 30. I don't know. I, Jason always makes fun of me. He's like, how, how big do you think that is? I'm like, it's probably like 12 by 14. He's like, no, it's so wrong. Yeah. Or you're, I look at something and I'm like, off. well, that looks shorter than me. So it's maybe like five feet and it's actually like 10. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> terrible. It's okay. I can't anyway, do math. Fuck so. this guy well, for making math, us but... do this shit. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they, they followed it and Sherry's remains were found exactly. Remains? Remains. But like, oh, I'm sure you're going to go. Okay. Never mind. Continue. However, he was nowhere to be found. Of course. Yeah, he because said... they weren't one. Yeah, he said, we're waiting, but yeah, he was whatever. nowhere to be found. 
She was in the same clothes as the day she was abducted and was in deep stages of decomposition already. So she, so the whole conversation was that he'd been having. Mm -hmm. She She was was not alive for. Yeah. Does it it say like how long after she'd been abducted that she was actually killed? So not, not based on the coroner report because um, we're in South Carolina in June and they were having an especially hot summer that Mm -hmm. year. So decomp happened far quicker than it should have um because she was outside in the heat and like was she like buried no or was she just out and insects were already scavenging her body yeah he just put her outside Mm -hmm. yeah so um okay do you in your opinion do you think that she had been out like since we will talk about it okay it's Coming up in two seconds, actually. Okay, <laughs> That's, like, okay. my next sentence. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. Actually, it literally is my next sentence. It's been two seconds. So, remember when, in, when, and during the phone call, he said at 4.58 a.m., no, I mean 3.10 a.m., she yeah. wrote the letter, and then yeah. at 4.58, we became one. Yeah. Please believe that at 4.58, that morning, the, the, I guess, the morning after he abducted her was when she was killed. So, about 13 hours later. Does it say how he killed her? Kind of. What? Because of the decomposition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, when he said we became one soul at four fifty eight, that's when they are pretty sure that he killed her. Um. And that they they believe that he was hoping to buy time for the body to decompose to eliminate evidence, and that's why he was dragging on the family like that. Right. Of course. Um, there was residue of duct tape on Sherry's face, and there was also marks where, like, her hair was just chopped bluntly because they believe that he put the duct tape on, and then when he tried to get it off, he had to cut her hair to get all of the duct tape off, meaning that he also knew that there was going to be evidence found on that duct tape if he left it with well, her I mean, body. he was wiping down, like, payphones and yeah. stuff, so of course yeah. he knew that. Yeah, he was a pretty smart cookie unfortunately um and the emmy whose house was this oh it wasn't it was like a well it was a masonic lodge that they passed so i i don't know so it was was just like a building like you can you'll see the building in the episode it was just like this white building it kind of looked condemned Uh, i thought it was a house no it was i was gonna say whose fucking house is why don't (laughs) they just find out whose house this is like search the same house yeah where though like was her body like well it sounds like so it was like he said like in the backyard but there was like a backyard and then there was a tree line and she was found in the tree line Got it. Yes. Okay. You said backyard, and I was in, like, white, I know, and I was like, I... it was a house. So I'm like, whose house is this? <laughs> yeah, no, it was just this white building oh, okay. with a yard. It looked like a pretty kept-up yard, so I'm sure that it was – somebody still owned that property. And It yeah, had okay. nothing to do with him, though. Got it. Yeah, okay. Just – we're not even going to go back to that building again. <laughs> Got Motherfucker. it. Um, so the ME was unable to determine the exact cause of death because it could have been – cardiac arrest due to dehydration um or she could have been suffocated with the duct tape um however the manner of death was still homicide regardless because he either deprived her of water and she died that way or he suffocated her an fbi profile strange though because it wasn't a very like violent no and think like due to the levels of decomp they couldn't determine if she was raped or not 
So they don't even know, like, if he... Right. They don't, just they seems, don't know why. It just seems strange that, like, someone would go through all of this and then let her, like, accidentally die. Yeah. No, he... He for sure suffocated her. And he talks about it, and there's another murder as well. So, yeah, she's not the only one. Um, An FBI profile was obtained, and John Douglas, who is the writer of Mindhunter. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, the Netflix show? Well, of the book that the Netflix show is based on, yeah. But he was also, he was a profile. That's why he wrote the book. He knew the ins and outs of everything. Um, he was involved in this, and he believed that the killer would be mid to late 20s to early 30s, single, a blue-collar worker, lived nearby, had low self-esteem, overweight, above-average intelligence, and a prior criminal record, most likely sex crimes. Hmm. Was he right? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they also believed that his job allowed him to either be able to obtain easily or understand how to obtain and understand how to work something to distort his phone call. So maybe working with electronics or phones or something along those lines. John Douglas also believed that he wanted to feel power, but has always been basically a scum of the earth piece of shit. So he never had that power until this moment when he abducted Sherry. And he got like basically to this high and he's like, oh my gosh, like I'm the king now. It reminds me of those like anime <laughs> guys. <laughs> yeah, I mm-hmm. I know you're not what wrong. You mean I I get it. it. Look, I like anime, but like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, I know I do. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> anyway, the night that Sherry's funeral was held, he called the house another time. And this time to tell them how he killed her. On the fucking funeral. The day of the funeral. I hate him. How hard those are. I hate him. And his mother had to talk to him the day of her funeral, listening to him tell her how he killed her daughter. I would have literally not answered the phone. I would have hung up. She had to. And she even says in the episode when he, because he says something like, can you handle the truth or something like that. I don't have it written in here. Um, and she she says in the episode, like, no, I can't. Like, who can? Who can handle that? But right. I had to because I had to keep him on the phone so they could trace him. That is, I that know. Is and, like, of course you want him caught, so you want to keep him on the phone, but you don't want to hear this. But like, could you, like, imagine being No, there? I can't. That's... I absolutely cannot. Uh-uh. No. No. Wow. I can't even imagine being I, like, there for, don't... like... A acquaintance, let alone my own daughter. I don't even have fucking words. No. Like, the amount of fucking, like, grief and terror that she must have felt from that one phone call on the fucking funeral day. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Wow. I know. He's the worst. Yeah. Um, He had mentioned that he was a family friend. Uh, no. no. Family friend. Shut up. And that's why he couldn't come forward to them. He couldn't face them because he knew all of them. So I'm assuming you might look at whoever's not at the funeral. Um, I don't think I have it in here, but he does tell them that he was at the funeral. <gasps> Stop. And police had set up cameras 
to record every single person coming and going from that funeral. And what? I don't know if he was actually there. It was never actually clear to me. Um, but yeah, I don't have it in here anywhere, but he did say he was at the funeral. What a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't think of anyone, any family friend or any family acquaintance or anyone that they've met that could have done this to her. Well, you never think that no, like someone you, you know would do this. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of a single person in my life that would kill, kill want, me yeah, or my family or exactly. someone I know, like kill anyone in general. Like, like I you, don't no. have any friends that would be murderers. Right. Well, not that you know of. Well, not right. that. Exactly. Like you, <laughs> like, you could never be like, yeah. I, could, I could never be like, hmm, out of every single person anybody, I know. anybody, I think it would be Sarah. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> Tiffany. Like, it probably would be me, but like, it's I fine. mean, how many times have you I wouldn't blame about? you. I wouldn't blame you if you said it was me. Like, <laughs> it's fine, but like. It's okay. Alex is convinced it's going to be me, if anyone. <laughs> Alex, you got the wrong girl. Great. It's me. <laughs> it's me and Sarah, but cancers man dude him it, too I, it would me, be you jason would and alex be me, it'd be me killing someone and you helping me because i had no idea what to do oh yeah i'd be like i got this in the bag like yeah, don't exactly, you worry about it exactly so it's like it would be me but you also yeah my conscience couldn't kill someone no no <laughs> but like, you oh could my help God, me what did i do but then, like, I have to go to the cops right now. And then Sarah would be like, hey, I just killed someone. Can you help me bury the body? I'd be, be like, like yeah, I didn't course. hear that, and I haven't been with you for the last week. But, yeah, you know. It's fine. <laughs> for legal reasons, we're kidding. Um, <laughs> Joking. But, like, 100%. really, though, you never, like... No, absolutely not. You never can pick... I feel like you'd never be able to pick someone out of a lineup of, like, all your friends and family. No. And be like, this guy would No, not it. a single person. You know. Which yeah. is hard, or else you wouldn't be friends with and them. And then you're sitting there, she's sitting there, you know, wondering, like, who the hell am I, who the hell did I or my family bring into our lives right. that murdered our daughter? Yeah. And then you feel guilty for that, because, like, you don't, I mean, obviously they don't know who it is yet, but, like, you feel guilty for, like, oh my gosh, like, and we I must have brought this I person in. I have so many questions, and I know you're going to tell me, so We're I don't want to ask into them. it. <laughs> Okay, um, go. I know. I, like, want to tell you something right now, but I'm not, not going to. at the end, ask them. Okay. Okay. I'm sure they will be. Okay. So, Don answered this call, her sister, and said, and he said, quote, okay, I tied her up to the bedpost. Actually, I think this might be, no, this is a different one. I have a, I have a recording that I'm, like, ready to play for you guys, but it's not this one. Uh-huh. Um, he said, okay, I tied her up to the bedpost and, um, with electric cord and, uh, she didn't struggle, cry or anything. She let me voluntarily. And then the conversation is missing for a little bit. I don't know if it's just like, not like the police took it out and was like, we're not releasing this to the public or if it's actually just like incoherent. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. So conversation missing and then it goes, from her chin to her head. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you. I took duct tape and wrapped it all the way around her head and suffocated her. And tell the coroner or get the information out how she died. And uh, I was unaware that she had this disease. I probably would have never taken her. And uh, I shouldn't have took her anyway. It just got out of hand. And uh, I'd asked her out before. And she said if she wasn't going out with anybody. Dot, dot, dot. No, because like it just trails off. If she was a fan... If- if it was a family friend, they would have known that she has this disease. Yeah. So now I'm thinking it's not a family friend. But also that he says a lot that and uh. He's and, been uh, saying that the whole time. Yeah. 
and he's uh, clearly nervous yeah so like if he is like that like talking with fr- like family like her family yeah but think about if you did something terrible to your family friend's daughter like you'd also be a bit nervous and like no, but I just feel like I the mean, fact obviously that we would he never says, do like, that, but... Oh, I didn't know she had this disease. I didn't know she had a boyfriend. That's she said true, she was too. single. Yeah, she... Like, this is not someone that particularly knows her well. You're a smart cookie. I am a smart <laughs> cookie. And this is why I should be a fucking Same. Same. Because it's like, would you... Yeah, if you were a family friend, she's obviously had this disease for a very long time. Yeah. They catch this... At least this bad, like very early on. Yeah, this severe of a disease, and then to say she does, they didn't know that she had a boyfriend. Like you, how, you're not involved with the family. How long were her and Richard together again? I don't know actually. Oh, but I didn't still, see anything about it. She's a teenage but, girl. Yeah, she's you 17. know, you know, she has a fight. Like she's so talking about actually, him all the my time. theory, and you'll kind of understand as we get more into it. My theory is. Not that it's mentioned anywhere. I think he may have asked Dawn out in the past. And her and Dawn did look very similar. And they were, I think they were four years apart in age. She was four years older than Sherry. Okay. And that's, I mean, there's no confirmation that that is true or what happened. But that's my personal theory. I mean, Catherine and I are four years apart and we look not that much alike. Yeah, well, I'll so, show you guys a picture of, like, the I whole family. nothing like my siblings. Well, oh. no, you really don't. Okay, listen. I do look like my brother. That that you sent me I do about, look like my brother. Yeah. I do not look I've like never, my sisters. I went and looked. Pictures, so. They're my biological. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. Like, I no, went and looked, yeah. and I was like, damn, Sarah got the genes of this family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely got those genes. Like, those yeah. good genes. I... I look like my brother in the way that, like, if my brother had long hair, uh-huh. he would be me. I don't, He's I like, didn't see your brother, but I saw both really? your sisters and your biological mother. No, my brother was in that picture of us all at the lake in the bathing suits. I know you've uh, showed I'll me show a picture, you. but no, when you sent me that screenshot of um, the comments, oh. yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go look them up. <laughs> like, I had to see what they looked I like. Remind me to tell you about that. Yeah. Okay. Wait, hold on. You've been playing with this? Isn't this awesome? No, I don't like it. I mean, um, I like it to play with, but I don't like it for my own phone. I have nothing. I can't do that. I have to have a, a ring. I, I got a new one. I you guys it. are pop socket bitches. I'm not. This is not a pop socket. <laughs> it's like similar. This is a whole... This is different. Anyway. Whatever. So cute. I know. My kids are adorable. Anyway. He then proceeded to tell Sherry, or to tell her that Sherry was at peace when she died because she knew she was going to be with God and become an angel. He also told them that they will be receiving photos he took of her standing by the mailbox, that she definitely knew who she wa- who he was when he pulled up, and just continued to say it got out of hand over and over and over again. It just got out of hand. It just went too far. It just got out of hand. And see... Mm, yeah, it did. Uh, no. No, it didn't. I don't know. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Um... He continued to say this, say how the police almost caught him at the payphone. Really? Multiple times. They got there, like, as he was driving away. More than once. (gasps) Yeah. They should have been looking He said something about, like, oh, I was at this stop sign taking a left when they were pulling up. Or, like, something like that. 
I don't have the exact what he said, what but color car was in the beginning when the lady said she almost got hit. I want to say it was him? like a red color. I believe no, they didn't see anyone leaving like the general vicinity. Because apparently they... he saw that he said that he saw the flashing lights come out, come and pull, and like he explained exactly where he was when he saw them and what direction he was turning. Apparently, he claims that they were that close on more than one occasion. I feel like he might just be bullshitting, though. He might be. I don't know. Um, and then he continued. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. He continued. like, Or he asked Hilda to pray for him. He asked her to fucking pray for him. No, he can fuck no, all the way No, you can off. go right to hell. He can get fucked. Straight to hell. Do Down not there. pass go. Do not clock to There is a special place in hell for him where... I fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah, there's just no. a special place in hell for him. Yeah. Do not collect do it, go. No. Do not collect $200. No, no, no. $200. Like, fuck right <laughs> off, go straight to hell. He called a few more times, and then it was radio silence for a little while. These phone calls are kill. I I can't. And I'll show you guys. I like the entire transcripts of all the phone calls are in this book that I read, and there's so many. Literally, if I read them, it would be a three four hour long episode. Like it's- I I can't read them all, and a lot of them is irrelevant. I mean, like it's right. minorly relevant here and there to things, but like not enough to put it in. But. Mm-hmm. Literally so much. So much it was recorded. Right. Um, about a week after the last call, police had been begun wondering. Okay, so he had actually, like, threatened suicide a couple times. And police were wondering if, because he hasn't called them in over a week, maybe he made good on his word. And I don't condone suicide, but boy, do I wish he killed himself. Straight to Hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double hockey sticks, friend. <laughs> oh, the world would be so much better off if he did. Oh, the TV just so Chapina only sounds so good. What? The TV. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> okay. There's an ad and it had Chapina on it. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so good. Okay. I take your word for it. Sorry. Um, but unfortunately, he did not make good on his word. And. Another young girl was abducted approximately 30 miles away from no. where Sherry was abducted from. Nine-year-old. <gasps> no. Deborah May Helmick. How? Okay. As an investigator, like, how do you even connect the two? Because that's, that's an eight-year difference. Like, yeah. This is a child versus, like, they an almost if, adult. If Deborah was 17, they would have looked very similar. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, oh. like, they literally, I'm sure, at, I'm sure Sherry is a nine-year-old, looked very similar to Deborah. Wait, where was this again? Where did it take place? South Carolina. Okay. Um, And you'll see pictures of them, too, obviously. And you can see, like, if she was able to grow up, she would look very similar. Um, But they obviously didn't know for sure if this was the same person, but they were concerned that it might be. And it was confirmed eventually that it was. Um, she was out in front, in the front yard of her family's trailer playing with her three-year-old little brother, Woody. I, 
love the name. I hate that this happened. I know. A neighbor named Ricky Morgan had witnessed the entire thing with nothing heard from Debbie's uh, or Deborah's father inside. Um, He had like the AC going and it was just really loud and he didn't hear anything. Um, But he was only like 20 feet away, but he was inside. Ricky claimed to have seen a silver car with red racing stripes pull up to the yard, get out, grab Deborah around the waist as she was, like, screaming and kicking and just, like, losing it. Like, she was making a ruckus out of this. And then he sped off with her after he successfully got her in the car. Woody had said to his neighbor or his dad, one of the two, uh, quote, the bad man said he was coming back to get me, unquote. And no one called the police? Uh, they did, but they, they like, tried going and finding him before. Like, they were, they were like, oh, we gotta go right now if we want to catch up to him. Um, so they tried, and they were both unsuccessful, unfortunately. Um, and this was confirmed that it was the same person when eight days after Deborah's abduction, the Smith family receives another call. When Don answers, and he says, quote, God wants you to join Sherry Faye. It's just a matter of time. This month, next month, this year, next year. You can't be protected all the time. And you know, uh, have you heard about Deborah May Hamrick? Is what it sounds like he says. And Don says, uh, no. And he says, the 10-year-old, H-E-L-M-I-C-K. And she says, Richland County? And he said, yeah, uh uh-huh, okay. Now listen carefully. Actually, this is the one that I have. Hold on. Put this down. Okay, just listen to this. Turn right. Left dirt road before you come to stop sign at Two Docks Road. Go through chain and no trespassing sign. Go 50 yards and to the left. I don't know how well you could hear that, Sam. May God forgive us all. Yeah, I'm going to read it just in case you guys couldn't hear it. Great. He says, yeah, uh uh-huh, okay. Now listen carefully. Go one north, one mile north, or one, I don't, can't remember. Well, Bill's Grill. Go 3.5 miles through Gilbert. Turn right. Last dirt road before you come to stop sign at Two Notch Road. Go through chain and no trespassing sign. Go 50 yards and to the left. Go 10 yards. Deborah May is waiting. God forgive us all. And I just, like, wanted to throw that in there so you could really hear his voice. Yeah, because he wasn't using a... He still was. That's not his real voice. Really? That sounds very natural. It does, Yeah. yeah. But wow. as far as far okay. as I know, and like they never said anything about him stopping using it or anything, and um, there is a point where someone identifies his voice, but they said that like even with the distortion, I could still understand that it was him. Really? Because that sounds like a very natural voice. Yeah. No, I agree. When I heard it too, but it sounds like that throughout the entire episode. Uh, so, I think. I just don't think that was weird. quite his voice. Because it, it sounds like a very natural... I would not think that there was distortion over neither, that voice. Neither mm-hmm. would I. Because, you know, when you hear the distortion, you think, like, 
is very like robotic and like staticky. Right. Kind of. Like you know the and people deep. that hear they put those boxes when they have like the um the heavy smokers the yeah. commercials. Yes. That's what I think I of when I think teacher of like, like that. He had to stick his finger into his throat oh, to be able to talk. And yeah, and like that? see that's what I think of when I think of like voice distortion. Yeah. No, I agree. It sounds it doesn't and that, sound that like that sounds it. very natural. I agree. But um apparently it was not his voice, so I don't know. I wasn't there. Wild. FBI updated the profile to someone who is now being compulsive, probably stopped shaving, he's probably losing weight, he's drinking and wants to be able to talk about the murders all the time. And throughout that entire phone call, the last one, he kept calling Don, Don E. Smith over and over again, like multiple times. What? Don E. Smith. And that made police think that he was interested in her and that she may be the next target. So this is why I'm thinking that maybe he had asked her out previously and she just didn't realize like who it was. Do you think it's someone she like went to school with? Uh, No. Could okay. it be, like, something No, like... he was, he was, because she was 21 at the time, Don was, and he was, like, early 30s, I believe. So, I don't think at all that it was someone... But could it be, like, someone that, you know how, like, sometimes they, um... <laughs> so, I'm trying to tell Jess to turn her head, and she's just not <laughs> getting like, it. I don't know what you're <laughs> I'm like, like, turn! I don't know your hip cues for this. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know how, like, it's, like, he's, like, taunting her, like, oh, because you didn't go out with me, this is what I'm doing, because you didn't, like... I don't think so, because he never, he said that he had asked Sherry out, but he never said that he asked Dawn out, but, and there's never any confirmation throughout any of my sources that he did ask Dawn out, but it's just kind of a theory that I have personally, so I'm not sure, and... After that phone call, investigators went and followed the directions, and Deborah's body was exactly where he said it would be. The weird thing is, though, like, really weird, her clothes were still intact, except there was a pair of women's underwear over her underwear, but underneath her shorts. What? Yeah. So, like, her underwear, then random underwear, then her shorts. Yes. But, again, because it was eight days later in the South Carolina heat, in an especially hot summer, decomposition was so bad that they could not tell if she had been sexually assaulted. But why would you be wearing... And there's no clear answer. There's... We can't find a clear answer as to why. Mm, I hate it. Yeah. It's just very uncomfortable. Do you wonder if it... I don't, it wasn't Sherry's because no. Sherry was in her swimsuit and she was still right, wearing her okay. swimsuit. So but she didn't have a change of clothes with, no, no it was all in her she, bag okay. in her car. Right. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So I have no idea whose underwear that is. And I feel like if it was like Deborah's mom's, like maybe she was going through her clothes and like, but that would have come accomplice? up. No. Okay. No, I don't think so at all. Okay. Um, yeah, so we don't know exactly what happened. Um, however, she did have the same remnants of duct tape on her person. So it's likely that she was killed by suffocation as well. So 
we get back now to the paper of Sherry's last will and testament and how it had the markings of something being written on a previous piece of paper. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go into how they figured all this out. It's too much for my little brain to process. <laughs> they say it all in the Forensic Files episode. Obviously, I'll link that. Yeah. Um, but they did come up with quite a bit of information from it. And they got the name Joe with the area code and, like, prefix, like, the first three numbers for Huntsville, Alabama. And then they had three of the four last digits, meaning that there's only ten possible options that this phone number is. Right. So they called... They just, you know, started with one, two, three, whatever. I don't know how many it took, but they eventually did get to someone named Joey Shepard. His phone records also indicated that someone in Saluda County, where that's where, remember how he said, like, look in Saluda County? Yeah. That's where Sherry's remains were found, was in Saluda County. So he wasn't lying. He was telling them, like, you're really looking in the wrong place. You should go here. Which I find weird. I'm telling you, there's some some sort of remorse to it, but he just did it again. It's like he right. can't control it. Um, anyway, someone in Saluda County had called his phone number a few times, and when he was questioned, he was quickly eliminated as a, as a suspect. Like, he did not fit the FBI profile at all. I'm sure he had an alibi. I don't know. It wasn't him, so it's fine. However, um, he did tell detectives that his parents live in Saluda County, and this led detectives to Ellis Shepard, his father. A few of the calls made by the killer were from Ellis Shepard's home. Oh. From his actual house. No. Really? Yeah. So, obviously, police went to interview him, and he was also cleared very quickly. Hmm. He did also did not fit the FBI profile. Okay, you told me I would know this case, and I don't. You and don't? I'm like, he- I am, You're like, who is I'm like hanging <laughs> on to every fucking word you say, because I feel like I know this case, but I don't. And it's really frustrating. Good, I'm glad you don't know it. I'm so angry right now. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm like getting hyped. Okay, go on. Ellis Shepard. Yeah, please. This motherfucker. Yeah. Who is he? It's not Ellis Shepard, I can tell you that. Ugh. Um he yeah, he didn't fit the FBI profile either. Okay. And he had he like seemed just genuinely confused. Like, who would have been calling this family from my house? And he had a rock solid alibi. Him and his wife were out of town on vacation on a six week long trip. <gasps> so it definitely was not. So it's him. his son or something. Right? That would make you think, like, well, who else has access to your house? Oh, your, your son. son. Your son's already been cleared, but maybe we missed something. Okay, so a friend or a fucking Did they nephew have someone, like, or stay at the house? Someone. One of the fam like it's gotta be in the family. They had someone stay at the house. Unless gone, someone huh? fucking broke in. Or that and knew he was be- gonna be gone. Oh my Stop, god. I'm tell so us. Mad. Okay, okay, the face. Keep going. All right. So detectives played one of the recorded tapes for Ellis. And even with the voice distortion, he immediately was like, oh, fuck. That's Larry Jean Bell. He's like, I know that that's Larry Jean Bell. A neighbor? No. Larry Jean Bell worked for the Shepherd family doing, remember what the FBI thought? Electrical wiring. Okay. You said like blue collar. He was a blue collar. Yeah, yeah, like possibly working with electronics or phones or stuff like that. And he was. He was an electric. He did oh, electrical wiring. Shit. Yeah. Oh, this makes me so angry. 
Yeah. Okay. So, like, he did work in their house. Mm-hmm. And they probably had just been like, oh, we're going to, like, this Well, this. no. So, he, um, he worked for them and he did house sit for them while ah. they were on vacation. Called it. Yeah. And he... Ellis gave him a list of names and phone numbers that he might need to contact for whatever reason or another while they were gone. And, of course, Joey Shepard and his phone number were on that piece of paper from that legal pad that Sherry's last will and testament was written on. Wait, but did he... Okay, now here's my question. Did he actually know Sherry or... No. The fucking dick he did bag. not know the family. And he wasn't there at the fucking funeral then. Ah, uh, that's never clear. But there but like But think as about far like as we can tell There this. are so many people that I would talk to like school or whatnot that like my mom would never know, but I do. You know what I mean? No, but if you Okay, I just I have a gut feeling that he was not at the funeral. I I don't know. It's not clear. So, that's up in the air still. I just feel like he wasn't. I, I know I get it. I <laughs> Anyway, um, forensic analysis confirmed that the paper he had given Belle was 100% the paper that was written on top of Sherry's last will and testament. Like, they matched it all together. Um, everything fit properly. Whatever. So they also described Bell to investigators and his physical appearance matched perfectly to the man that abducted Sherry and Deborah. Like the the sketches and how people had described him. So right. like it was three, the guy it that was those three people in the beginning. Yeah. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um he also oh. picked up and I assume it didn't really say actually, but I assume that Ricky, the neighbor of Deborah, um, the nine-year-old, I assume that he since he saw the whole encounter go down, I'm sure he had a sketch of the guy as well that matched Sherry's right. killer. Right. Um, he also picked up the shepherds from the airport after their vacation and, just like the FBI said, could not stop talking about the murders. Mm. He even, like, started collecting newspaper clippings from them. He even called Mrs. Ellis, Sherry, multiple times just from the drive from the airport back to their house. Multiple how, times. How long was the airport to the I house? actually don't know. That's creepy. I know. I should have looked that up. Yeah, I should. But yeah, numerous times. Um, he also did lose weight, did stop shaving, was acting very compulsive, and he also had numerous counts of sexual offenses, um, just minor stuff like calling women and saying crude things to them over the phone and like stuff like that. And he also um, had a charge of trying to, he was attempting to abduct a woman from, I believe, a college. So... Wow. Yeah. I mean, what a profiler, though. Because, like, right? I feel like, like I could never tea. look at a crime and be, and be like... And I literally have that in here, too. Like, how killer are FBI profiles? I just... They're amazing. I would never be able to say, like, okay, this guy's in this age range. He's probably overweight. He... Well, it's, this it's due it. to it's all like, of the other people they've studied throughout the last 50 insane, years or 40 which is years so crazy yeah it's wild and it, like to be able to i be wish i could do that job confident, <laughs> to be that confident in what uh-huh. you do like to just be like here's what it is i'd be like well i don't know i, I, don't I know. probably feel like this guy's single because right? like this and this evidence and they like, also said that awkward. he was probably married at one point 
but definitely wasn't at this point. Yeah, but I don't like, know if he was. But though, to say so. that he's like probably overweight is like, how do you even like what? Yeah, you know, it's I know, crazy, and everything was just spot it's on for this crazy. Dude. Yeah, I can't. I props I mean, to those guys. Exactly. Seriously, I know FBI. You guys are great. Ten out of ten. Highly recommend. They're probably listening to us right Ooh, now. Ooh, I hope so. Okay. Can I have a job with you? Right? <laughs> That's all I want in life I'll is an you, FBI I'll job. I'll get you coffee just so I can, like, sit in I will listen. quit podcasting and move my life to wherever you want me to. I, I take it back. I could definitely do your job. Oh, yeah. I could absolutely do your job. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Anyway, <laughs> they searched the Shepherd home and found that the same stamp used to mail out Cherry's letter was also the same stamps that the Shepherds had in a book. Um, they also found six hairs that microscopically match Sherry's, six blonde hairs, as well as a thirty-eight caliber gun that was missing from Ellis. Mm-hmm. But he never used again. I don't know why he took it, but whatever. But didn't they say that she was, he say she was held at, taken at gunpoint? That's true, yeah. He did th- yeah, say yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he says. I mean, who knows for sure what happened, but yeah, he did say that. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, he was scheduled to work at the home the very next morning at 7.30 a.m. So when he showed up, police apprehended and arrested him immediately. Good. Good. This was June 27th, 1985, two days after Sherry's 18th birthday, which should have been her 18th it. birthday. I hate it. He denied everything, of course, God. and just continued to say... No, this Larry Jean Bell didn't do that. It was the other Larry Jean Bell. The bad one. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, really. Fuck off. Uh-huh. And I no, hope it was, he, it was the bad one. I hope he even tried for insanity and they were like, no, no you're they good. didn't. He really? Didn't Not that I know of. Not that I could find. Good. No. Good. Um, Hilda and Don even tried going into the interrogation room to confront him and try to get him to confess. But even after tearing up to Hilda, after her telling him, I know you killed my daughter and I don't hate you for it. I'm telling you, she's way too good of a person. It's disgusting. But um, after her... (laughs) You all could see my face (laughs) that made Tiffany say that. (laughs) No, like, I can't imagine being that strong She said she didn't hate me. And she's way too... It was because my face looked at her like, are you fucking kidding (laughs) me? Honestly, I feel like this would be my mom. I have. I, have I really no feel worse, like this would be though. my mom. My mom no is words. so unconfrontational that she would be like, "Um, hi. I don't want to go in there." <laughs> my mom. It's okay, Kayla. Like, I know, Mama Kay. You're all right. It's fine. No, I. I feel like my mom would be the same way. Like, yeah, I don't hate you. She I would. You my mom would change the subject. The She'd be like, "Uh, do you want something to eat?" So anyway, this weather we've been having. <laughs> Our moms are all very different. She does that to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he started tearing up when she said that, but he still would not say anything at all. Wow, I'm mm-hmm. surprised he didn't crack because of like her family. Yeah, no, he didn't. And they, again, like after they went and confronted him and everything, there's nothing in my sources saying that they had ever met this dude. Hmm. Wow. He was tried separately for both cases. And during, I assume, the trial and kidnapping um, for the murder of Sherry, he continued to blurt out things, just, like, left and right, like, random things. Um, one of them was, silence is golden. Like, you're not being very silent by blurting that out in the middle of trial, but okay. Yeah, okay. And I would like Don E. Smith to marry me. Are is you he... kidding me? Yeah. 
I he, no, I wish I was kidding you. I wish I was. Is I'm he not. like a schizophrenic or something? I don't think so. I think he no, I he think was he probably might... trying to sound Act. crazy. Okay. Yeah, because I don't like, think they went for any look, insanity defense. If I ever got tried for some for murder, I would try as hard as I fucking could for insanity. Right. Not that a insane asylum or like a mental hospital or anything is it's much a better. Lot fucking. But better, like, though. it's a lot better than like, and I understand the fucking appeal. To, like, oh, I'm crazy. Put me in a fucking hospital. And especially in, like, the 80s. Like, yeah. you're, you're going to a fucking hospital. Yeah. And, I and don't, it's, like... I don't know if they... It's un... I mean, I didn't find anything that said that they went for insanity, But that was a so. common thing. Mm-hmm. That was a common thing, though. To oh, yeah. To be, like, oh, he's insane. He didn't do it. He right. didn't, like, know that he was doing it. Yeah, and there were so many different... That was Like, a temporary very... insanity. Like, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, that was a very common thing back then. And so I understand why he might have been doing things like that. But, like, ooh, yeah. that makes me so mad. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you were Don. Could you imagine? Yeah, I would have gotten up and killed him right then. Right then and there. <laughs> period. I would have had... I would be like, yeah, in front of well, these like, hundreds of people, like, I will kill you. Like, I don't It's like care. Polly Class. Her, her dad got up in the middle of fucking court and, like, tried to attack this man the man yeah, that killed as yeah. he should have as he fucking should and they should have let him but like dude if that honestly is... if i was the security guard i'd have been like oh no but i feel like a like, certain part of it is you're just that. trying to get a rise out of oh yeah out of people yeah. you know like out of you're trying the family or... you want that reaction you want to see uh, yeah, their faces absolutely yeah absolutely it's annoying the jury for sherry's case deliberated for you want to guess how long oh yes yes i did this last case um a day no, okay, I'm going to say nine hours. Okay. 47 minutes. <laughs> no way. What? That's not even long enough to do the paperwork. They went and they're like, guilty, let's sign it. Like, let's go. Wow, because my last Jas- the Jasmine Richardson case was three hours. And I thought that was like minutes. insanely yeah, quick. It isn't. That is insanely quick. 47, 47 minutes, minutes is unheard of. Crazy. Yeah. They knew. Whoa. They knew right away. And, wow. and he was convicted. And sentenced to death. In that 47 minutes, they were like, yep, put his ass Kill to death. Him. Kill him. We hate wow. him. Is he on death row? Or he is was he also death? found guilty of first degree kidnapping and murder for Deborah May Helmick. And okay. also sentenced to death for that. But yeah. it doesn't tell me how long it took for that. Oh. Unfortunately. Okay. Um, he got two death, two death sentences in South yeah. Carolina. Okay. Ten years after he was convicted on October 4th. 1996, when I was just a wee little baby, he became the last man in South Carolina's history to be executed. Oh, thank fucking god! Cause yeah, ten years is quick. Do you know how yeah. much it bothers me that people get sentenced to death and then, and they, then they sit wait in, years, in death row for the rest of their life, for the rest of their until, until they're like until they 90. Die of natural yeah. causes. Yeah. Um. He also. I, get, I think they were going to put him to death by lethal injection, and he chose. He was like, no, 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 I don't want that. I want the electric chair. Oh, really? Yeah. He, went, he wanted the electric chair. You could he went choose. That route. Apparently. I, guess I don't maybe know. That's like, I mean, well, he was the last one. So he like, was the last you one. You want to go this way? Which way do you want to go? I don't go think out? he was like intentionally the last one. I'm sure there was other people on death row. I thought the electric chair was like considered inhumane, though. He chose it. Who cares? Whatever. I would have turned that power to like super low and just let him fry there for like <laughs> <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> Seriously, like, you feel this? Wow, what a fucking. Yeah, why would you choose it. that? I have no idea. 
So, so long, the Larry Jean Bell, and fuck you. Do you remember the episode where we were like, oh, it might have been a little shocky shocky. <laughs> shocky shocky. Yes. What episode was that? Oh. You remember. It was like a little shocky shocky. <laughs> I don't remember. That's it him. Was, it was recent, though. I know. It? Yeah, it was. it was like within the last ten episodes we don't yeah. do too many of this oh um, uh, no it was a it was like he might have had ptsd from a little shocky shock <laughs> do you do you know what i'm saying yeah I but don't. i feel like that might have been him he would just like, like shocky shocky <laughs> <laughs> let's get shirts that says shocky you shocky, know what i'm shocky. saying yes, jess knows what yes. i'm saying what no i remember that, that too i don't know can we should we go on spotify real quick and just yeah take a look at there? look at what episode it was Anyway, um, so Robert Smith, her dad, uh, Sherry's dad, had said that in the episode that the letter has given him more closure than the courts ever would be able to because she knew where she was going and that she died, uh, or when she died, and that she had that strong of faith. And he had comfort knowing that she was going to be up in heaven with Jesus, and she... Larry claims that the entire time, I don't think I read any of that. Um, he claims the entire time she was at peace. She knew she was going to be an angel. She knew she was going to be with God. She was like a great person, whatever. So yeah, that is the case of Sherry Smith and Deborah Helmick and piece of shit, Larry Jean Bell, who is dead. So, well, I'm... I'm so oh, happy good. you guys didn't know this. No, I know, and I you, really thought I did. I know, you said you the name, and I was like, I like, texted hey. both of you, yeah. And I was like, uh, no. Who is that? No, I for sure thought, okay, was it Jerry Brutus where he, like, he went, shocky, put the shocky. bodies under the car? And <laughs> was it that guy? Yeah, shocky? and he, yes. It he was, was like in the electrician. Um, Oh my gosh! It was I think it was Jerry Brutus where he put his victims like under the car and he shot and like this was my case too. My goodness, I did <laughs> I too know. much of this. Um, I know. Yeah, he was the one that I think it was Jerry transported Brutus. them underneath the car or like yeah. in in his right. engine and, well. And in some yes. way, he was like an electrician or he had been, and like he would shock people. And I was and I'd said something about like oh the shocky shocky <laughs> i like vaguely remember this and i don't re- it's like gonna drive me nuts now too i know i kind of want to just go back and listen to it now <laughs> okay let's do it anyway um this guy's a fucking monster yeah and i'm happy he's dead and like i wonder i don't know to me it feels like he hadn't only kidnapped those two girls he probably had more victims do you think that he had more victims? oh i absolutely do yeah because he seemed pretty experienced yeah. for the first two. Like For him he... to wipe off the telephones, yeah. for him to chop off her hair. Yeah. Like, he like to it... know that that duct tape was going to yeah. have evidence that could he, pin him. He kept it pretty well hidden. And like... For the first 1985, one. I mean, crime and murders were not as... I hate, yeah, I hate to use the word glorified because that's, like, not the word I'm looking for. But, you know, like, like, everyone talks about it. Everyone hears about it. There's how many true crime TV shows. There's how many true crime podcasts. Like, 
everyone knows this stuff that nowadays I feel like that would be very common. Like, oh, I have to cover my tracks as much as I can. I know that my DNA can be found on this duct tape. I know that, like... Are there any, like, conspiracy theories that say that he might be connected to... Oh, that's a good question. Other ones? I because I just, that up. I just honestly feel like this is not the only one. Yeah, or I mean, the only two. Like his had, first like, one was petty, not the first like one. sexual crimes when he was younger, but that's all I know about. I don't know. I just have the gut feeling that this was like not his only or the only two. Or his first one with Sherry was like not the first one. But then also, like, why was he so obsessed with her sister Dawn? Well, police thought that she was going to be the next target. Yeah, exactly. But, but like, I just feel like you've co- like he's covered it up so well that like I don't. I just don't feel like this is an inexperienced killer. Okay, so here Sherry and Deborah. <gasps> They're so oh, right. Pretty. If she grew My up goodness. to be seventeen, they could. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Yep. And then let me show you Sherry and. Her sister. You can't even tell which one is which. That's Sherry. That's Deborah. Nope. Sherry's up top. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's, she look looks so older. Alike. I know. Wow. I told they you they were both very similar. But, like, the fact that he was, he wiped down his prints and, like, he did all of that. I just yeah, feel like it things. wasn't his first. That he knew to, like, wait them out, have them wait. Until her body the, was decomposed yeah. enough? Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, no, I, I agree. Ooh. I don't think he... I don't think these were his only two. Uh-uh. But, I mean, there's no real way to, like, prove that. Mm-mm. Especially after all these years, I mean... And he's dead now, so... Yep. Thank God, but... Thank God, but, like... Bon voyage. <laughs> bon voyage. Uh, uh, bon voyage. A couple decades late, but that's okay. That's okay. I don't know. We weren't born. That's just Actually, we were barely born when he was like. Stupid. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. No, you were not. I was not baby. yet. She it's was just a baby. You were like two years pre-born. <laughs> Almost two years pre-born. You weren't even a thought in your mother's twinkle of an eye. <laughs> Yikes! Because I don't think I was ever a thought in my mother's. Uh, you're you're a mom, not your birth mother. Well, my birth mother, yeah. yeah. I was never a thought. No. Um, no. <laughs> but my biological mother, you want to hear a fun story? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to. Or not my biological mother. Oh, my Kayla? mother. My mom. Kayla. Kayla. We love her. So sweet. My dad was on vacation. Oh, I know this story. Sorry, not vacation. He was on a work trip. And he had just landed and checked into his hotel. And they'd been trying to adopt a child for years, and they really wanted a girl. And so, finally, a girl came along. Hello. Hi, world. Me. (laughs) And my dad had just landed, checked. He had had a drink at the bar with, like, his coworkers, had gotten up to the hotel room. Like, got into the hotel room, phone rings. He's like, hello. It's my mom. And she's like... There's a baby girl. You have to come home now. Like you, ha- we have to go get her now, right now. And so he hopped on the next flight home, came to the hospital. Um, they didn't have a single name picked out, even though they'd been looking for a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, my dad blurted out Sarah, and it stuck. That's my name. And like, they, I had to stay in the hospital for a bit to be weaned off. Various Everything. substances. 
friends. Yeah. Um, but then they took me home and like for two weeks, uh, my biological parents could say that they wanted me back. Yeah. And so my parents said that was the two hardest weeks of their life. Oh, I believe it. Saying, my like, this is had... a child that we're taking care of, but at any time in this two weeks, she can be taken back from us. Yeah, both my cousins are adopted, and I believe they had a month. A month. Terrible. To be able to take them well, back. Well, that's the, like, the shitty thing. If you foster children, they can go back to their parents any, like, yeah. Yeah. any time. Which is, like... Which is stupid, because they're obviously taken away from their parents for, for a reason. reason. Right. And, like, the thing is, was, like, you spend, okay, for my case, it was two weeks not bonding with that infant. But imagine a month, two months, a year, two years. Like, how do you not bond with, right? Yeah. No, I know. It's insane. I know someone. um, One day would feel like a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. I know someone that they were trying to adopt. And they had these two for, like, a long time. And then just out of the blue, we were at a training, and she got an email, and we all read the email, and it's like, they're not coming back. They're going back home to mom. And it was, like, a devastation to all of us. Fuck. Because these two were just, like, these two were just perfect for these other, like... Yeah. It was so hard on, like, not just, obviously, like, yeah, it was rough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's terrible. I don't know how we got on this topic. (laughs) Me either, actually. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so that's our case. (laughs) So that's the case. Yeah, and we love you guys. And don't. And, yeah, we love you guys. And don't. Just say it. Hold on. We love you guys. Okay, yeah. And (laughs) don't be evil. Yeah, yeah. It's like Jessica never listened to this. She's like, Am I saying this right? Is that the Exactly. Term? I'm like, uh Don't be evil. Just don't do it. Don't be it. We don't like evil people. No, we don't. No, we don't. But we do love you guys. We do love you guys. And even Misty is that's on my door? No, Misty oh. scratching herself. <laughs> I was like, who I is like what the Why is Misty noise? not barking? No, Misty scratching herself. <laughs> okay, against my door. Got it. Okay, oh, we love you guys. did I tell oh. you guys the story of how I had to get my gun out the other day? Oh, well, what? I know this, yes. No, I didn't tell you. No. Okay, guys, listen. Sarah, we have a group chat for a reason. Okay, I didn't text you. I texted Tiffany, though. Um, here's what happened. Some guy came up to the door. It was like, what time was that, Tiffany? It was like almost 10 o'clock at night. Oh, it was pretty late, yeah. It was late. This guy comes up to the door. I'm cooking dinner. I'd gotten home from Placerville. It was super late at night. Um, so I was cooking dinner for myself. And I'm in the kitchen. And I hear, like, pounding on the door. And so I go, what the fuck? So I walk over to the door. I look through the peephole. And it's some guy. And he had his head down and, like, away from the door. Like, so I could only see his hair. Oh, no, no. And nope, it was nope. a blonde guy. And I said... I was like, okay, well, the only other blonde person we know besides Jason is Cade, which is one of Jason's was, really good friends. O'clock. Was it nine? Yeah. Felt like way later. Well, the sun's going yeah. down quicker, so what right, is okay. wrong with you? Yeah, it's so, nine right now. So it's okay, like yeah, okay. Back. So I go, I'm like, Jason goes, who is it? And I said, it's a man. I think it's Cade, maybe? And he goes, okay, let me look. 
And he, like, opens the door a sliver and looks out the door and he goes, he was like, hey, man, what's up? And I'm like, I don't know this person. And Nova's going batshit crazy. Like she always does, yeah. Like always. But I'm sitting there and I'm totally egging it on being like, get him, Nova, get him, get him. Who is it? Get him. And she's growling her, like, scary growl and fucking barking. And I'm like, okay. So Jason ends up closing the door behind him and going outside. And that's when I was like, no. So I ran upstairs. I got my gun. I came downstairs. Was baby asleep? Yeah. Avery was asleep. So I'm, I'm like, I have my gun in my hand. And Jason comes back inside and he goes, okay, he, like, is fucked up on something, like... I don't know if he's just drunk or if he's on drugs, whatever. Like, he's fucked up. And he's just trying to get to somewhere, but I couldn't understand where he was trying to get to. Um, And he asked if he could smoke a cigarette by our trash can. And I said, okay. And so I'm finishing dinner, and I look out the window, and he's sitting on our porch still. Uh Uh-uh. And so I open I would have started, like, banging on the door. So I open the door with my gun in my hand, and I said, hey, man stick the gun out the door and I go you need to scoot over to that fucking property that's empty and if you like you cannot be on my fucking property anymore and um so Jason goes all right like whatever he goes out with my gun and looks around he walks around our property uh make sure there's no one there yeah we didn't know where he went I have no idea still um and so he goes Yeah, he goes and looks around. He's gone. I don't know. I, like, barely slept that night. I swear I heard someone trying to get into my car. Stop. Maybe it was a bear. Maybe it was a bear. We do have a lot of bears in my car all the time. But there is a video of Jason saying... Because I was, like, I was stern. I was not aggressive, but I was stern. Like, get the fuck off my property. See, and you're you're a mom, so it's gonna, like... Yeah, it's mama bear. And so Jason was like, no, you were aggressive. And so I have... Well, who cares? I have a video recording that's so fucking funny about our conversation about it. And, like, it's, like, a minute long, so I won't play it. But it's Jason being like, you were, like... Get the fuck off my property or I'll fucking shoot you, you fucking <laughs> dumb bitch. And I was like, I was not that aggressive. I was just like, hey, you need to scoot over there. Like, you need to get off my property. You can go sit on that property if someone's picking you up. I don't care. Get off my property, though. And so it was the whole fucking thing. But it was the first time I've ever had to get my gun out. I don't blame you. I would have done the same thing well, if I had again. My eyelash lady, Ani, had sent me a thing of this guy that... It was not the same guy. Um, but he was going around asking people if he could, like, get some water or some food. Oh, yeah. You told me about this. Yeah. And, and then he would cut... People would let him in. He'd stab them. <gasps> this was, like, two months ago. So I was like, no, I'm not letting anyone in my fucking house. And he kept going, can I come in and charge my phone? No. Can I come, can I just come in? And Jason was like, no. And he was like, well, then how do I get to here? Jason was trying to tell him. He'd be like, well, are you sure I can't just come in? No, absolutely not. And so that's like, when get I... get out of here. And that's when I grabbed my gun. Because it was like, you're not coming in my fucking house. Mm-mm. So anyway, um, I almost killed someone last weekend. Damn it. Yeah, well, and it's fine. I'll just finish up justice real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's this meme that me and Sarah just die every time we watch or look at it. 
And I will post it along with the socials for this week. It'll be the last photo, so you guys can laugh with us. Thank you. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, Alex, do you remember? What? Babe, what's wrong? You have barely touched any of your Triceramatsu. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got to stop this. We love you guys. We love you guys. Don't be evil. Don't be evil. Don't do it. don't. Don't be it. Don't be. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.